Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you're indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 18th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosperin-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Uh, coming to you here with a, a Tuesday episode of Locked On Magic. Going to talk a little bit about some macro issues. Uh, just kind of tidy up what's left for the Magic to do this summer or what they have left for them to do this summer. It's not a lot, just kind of put a bow on the summer. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about the Eastern Conference in general, because uh, obviously the Magic exists within this conference and exists within the framework of the season, and it's never too early to start thinking about all of that. Of course, I want to make a quick side and a quick podcast announcement. Uh, tomorrow, or today, I, whenever you're listening to this, Tuesday... Uh, the Magic are scheduled to have a media availability with Shelvin Mack and Jonathan Simmons. We'll, we will have coverage of that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, but be sure to follow me at orlandomagicdaily.com as well as at omagicdaily uh, as I discuss uh, meeting the two new guys, Shelvin Mack and Jonathan Simmons, uh, as uh, they come to Orlando to meet the media for the very first time. So... Where does this leave the Magic now? Uh, the, the summer is essentially over for the Magic. They signed Jonathan Simmons. They signed Shelvin Mack. Those are the two big free agent signings. They obviously signed Jonathan Isaac. Uh, and that actually puts their roster pretty full. Orlando currently has 13 players under contract. That is under contract. Obviously, Patricio Garino and Marcus Georgesunt are on non-guaranteed deals. But I'm counting them in this in this calculation. Wesley Awundu has not yet signed his contract, so he does not count there. And of those 13 players currently under contract, the Magic owe $94.4 million. That doesn't include Damian Rudez's uh, cap uh, cap hold, which was apparently uh, uh, rescinded or, or renounced, uh, which means the Magic don't have any rights to him. Uh, and so that's going to bring the Magic to roughly, probably somewhere near... million left to spend. Again, 13 roster spots already filled. So they have two roster spots left plus the two two two-way contracts, which they're not likely to use. And then another $2.5 million to spend. It's not like... And then, of course, they also have the uh, room exception, which is about $4.5 million that that they could spend as well. Essentially, I think the Magic's roster is complete. I don't think that the Magic are going to make any more moves in free agency. The only move that they could make in free agency, there are really two moves left to make in free agency. That's signing Wesley Wundu, so deciding how they're going to how they're going to use him and how they're going to bring him into the roster. Uh, probably standard rookie minimum deal. Uh, so you know, roughly, you know, maybe somewhere in the eight hundred thousand dollar range or something like that. Um, and then the other thing is the reported Ken Birch signing. Uh, Ken Birch uh, is a former player uh, from UNLV. He played for the Sioux Falls Skyforce for a few years. He played the last two years at Olympiacos. 
Um, really good defensive player. He's kind of a, 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 a more for, he's more of a traditional power forward in a lot of ways. Can step out, guard players on the perimeter a little bit. Good shot blocker, especially chasing guys down. Really athletic players, really grown since becoming a pro, and and it seems like uh, he's going to get a shot in the NBA with the Orlando Magic. That signing is not official yet. Uh, it's just been a rumor. Uh, I've actually heard independently that the Magic helped with the buyout from Olympiacos, uh, so it does appear that he is on his way, at least for training camp. Uh, unclear much beyond that, but again... I'm not expecting him to get a, a fair chunk of change, probably enough to, to stay competitive. Uh, he could end up being a two-way guy, honestly. I, I don't think he'll be a two-way guy, but uh, it, the odds are the Magic are really looking to uh, get him uh, in on a uh, on on a you know kind of small deal, kind of very similar to what Garino and Georges Hunt made last year, probably. Uh, you know, just kind of a general minimum deal, but. This is all to say the the last two roster spots on the Magic seem to be accounted for in Wesley Owundu and and Kim Birch. So it, it doesn't appear that the Magic are going to do anything else in free agency. It appears that their work is done. So the summer offseason moves are pretty much over. And, and, and when you take a step back and look at what the Magic accomplished this summer, you have to kind of sit there and say, yeah, they did pretty good. They entered the summer really with about, what, $12, $13, $14 million of cap room. They had their draft picks. They only used one. But if they'd used the other one, they wouldn't have been able to sign Jonathan Simmons. Keep that in mind. Uh, But they went out and got some decent players, some decent role players to help bolster their bench. Shelvin Mack, for all you want to say about him, has proven himself to be a solid backup point guard option. Then again, we said the same thing about DJ Augustin. Uh, and, and the Magic then went out and got someone who kind of slipped through the cracks in this market and uh, is someone that is thought of pretty highly around the league, or seemingly highly around the league, as a potential player. And the Magic were the ones willing to take the chance on him, and they got him for, frankly, a really good deal. I, I cannot complain about the deal the Magic got got Jonathan Simmons on. Uh, that, that I expected him to make at least $10 million this year. I thought he was outside the Magic's price range at the beginning of the year. Uh, and so it turns out that he wasn't. It turns out that the Magic got him at a very affordable contract, front-loaded deal. You know, if he outperforms his contract, which I think is possible, it's going to look really, really smart in two, three years, especially as the Magic come into some cap room in a couple of seasons. So the Magic summer is done. Uh, you know, I, I think that's about all we can say, that the Magic are probably done. You know, they'll invite some guys to training camp. They'll probably ask some guys for two-way contract. But the Magic are, you know, are done. They're, they're, they've they got their roster, and this is the team they've got. And, you know, I have to say, sitting here today, I think it is a better team than it was than when they ended the season. Um, the comparison that I've seen a lot is the, uh, uh, the, the note that Jeff Green, you know, that the Magic had three rotation players who were three of the worst rotation players by uh, adjusted plus minus or by some other metric in the league, or one of the three of the worst players in the league. And the Magic essentially got rid of all of them or, or took them all out of the rotation and replaced them with potentially good players in Jonathan Isaac, Shelvin Mack, and, and Jonathan Simmons. I think all three of those players are going to contribute to the Magic next season. Now, what does that... Now, the Magic still have holes, obviously. As I noted yesterday, it is an imperfect roster. 
the Magic did not solve their shooting problems. They did not um, get that difference maker, but they didn't have the money to get that anyway. Uh, And they stuck with the same starting lineup. And I'll explain a little bit later on in the week why that's not necessarily a bad thing. But Orlando, you know, if they said this is going to be a year to evaluate some things and figure out what they have and kind of stick to some continuity and believe that some stability can can help the team in the long run, the Magic accomplished their goals. They bolstered the bench, provided some guys who are going to give some competition to, to some roles, uh, and make the team better in the end. And, and I think that the other part of this is, of course, the Magic trying to build that defensive team, whether that's going to work or not. You know, again, we sat here last year saying very much the same thing. So... Orlando has to feel pretty good about what they've accomplished this summer. I, I think that the Ma- you know I wouldn't give the Magic an A, but a solid B for the summer, especially considering the la- the the kind of lack of mobility that they had. I think you have to be very pleased with how the Magic did in free agency this summer. Uh, a surprising signing with Jonathan Simmons, Shelvin Mack was a bit of a mystery because of, you know even with DJ Augustin, it felt like the Magic were were kind of set at point guard or that they could go younger at that position, but. The guys they brought in are going to be able to contribute and and could lead to some nice things. And that gets me to something of the bigger landscape in the NBA's Eastern Conference. Napa it takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 you know, you look at the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, and it's still the Cleveland Cavaliers conference to lose. Boston got better. Toronto kind of stayed the same. Washington kind of stayed the same and held steady. You know, Washington certainly can expect to maybe improve a little bit. I think Toronto can expect to, to improve a little bit as well. Um, if they can stay healthy, a full year with Serge Ibaka should make them better. But that top... That top five, and I would throw Milwaukee in there too, because I think they will get better. That top five seems pretty set in the Eastern Conference. But the rest of the conference is in complete turmoil. And, you know, you look at the last three teams that made the playoffs, they all clearly got worse. The the Indiana Pacers traded away Paul George, their all-star. And got back Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis. And well, I think a lot of Magic fans have a soft spot in their hearts for Victor Oladipo. Even if you add in at Miles Turner, relying on him to be your star is not going to get the job done. Even in these, even in this Eastern Conference, the Atlanta Hawks traded away Dwight Howard and lost Paul Millsap, so they lost two key players from their playoff team last year. And it feels very much like Atlanta is in for a rebuild. In fact, I would venture to guess, no matter how pessimistic you are about the Magic, I think the Magic are a better team than the Atlanta Hawks right now. You get to the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls, they still have Dwayne Wade, but they traded Jimmy Butler. Again, to the Western Conference. So their superstar is gone too, so what happens to that team now? So those three teams... You know, Atlanta, I think, is definitely off the playoff map. I think Indiana can hang around a little bit because Miles Turner is, is a very good player and, and they've got some veterans that should help them. 
But Chicago, I think, is probably going to fall off a little bit. And then you look at the teams knocking on the door to make the playoffs. Charlotte, I think, did enough to improve. I think adding Dwight Howard was a really good move for them. Uh, they faced a lot of bad luck last year, so I think Charlotte is is definitely a playoff team in the Eastern Conference, Right, sitting here in July, of course. Um, Detroit, I think, can be spunky. Um, you know, They took a step back last year. They had some internal strife, it seemed like, but they've got a lot of talent in Reggie Jackson, now Avery Bradley. Uh, you know, They lose Contavious Caldwell-Pope, but replace him with Avery Bradley. Um, they've got... Tobias Harris, they've got Andre Drummond still. That is a very good team, and I, I anticipate they'll make the playoffs. But after that, you're looking at a group, and then the Miami Heat, of course, as well. Um, Miami, I think, is definitely in the playoffs. Uh, they brought back a lot of the guys from last year's team. That was a very fun team. They have the talent and the ability to make the playoffs. So I, I would say Miami and Charlotte are definitely in. Detroit's probably in for the eighth seed. But, you know, throw let's, let's say they're not. Throw Detroit in with that group with New York who still has Carmelo Anthony, that can change. Orlando? Who else? Philadelphia? You know, you're looking at teams that the Magic should be able to compete with for a playoff spot. The Eastern Conference, the joke that I made with a lot of people was the Eastern Conference has fallen down to the Magic's level. Now, I don't think 29 wins is going to get you in. I think the Magic will have to show improvement but the opportunity is there. You gain a little bit of confidence. You get the right mix and energy going. You make a run at the right time. And, and, and this Eastern Conference is up for grabs. At Summer League, when the first Jimmy Butler trade went down and then the Paul George trade went down, I asked people, what would you put the over-under for Eastern Conference playoffs at? And I said 38 and a half, and it seemed to get some action. So you're probably, you know, you're definitely looking at an Eastern Conference where the 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 eighth seed in the playoffs is not going to have a winning record. I, I think that's the reality we're staring at right now, with the way the East is composed. And sure, the Magic haven't won more than thirty five games, but if you're not believing in July, when are you going to be optimistic and believe? Now I give the Magic a lot of credit here. Because with the way the East was falling down and struggling, it would have been very easy for the Magic to try and do what they did last year, where they pushed some chips in and tried to to make a playoff run and say, we are making the playoffs this year. I don't think that's the case with the Magic. I think the Magic stayed patient. They stuck to what they're trying to accomplish this year, whether it's evaluating their roster, adding some key guys for depth, not tying up their books further. I think the Magic kind of played the summer out exactly how they should. They were patient. They were shrewd. They they looked to add contributors, but they didn't look to tie up any more long-term money. Any other moves they make will have a longer-term vision in place. I don't think the Magic are going to make short-term moves to make the 2018 playoffs, uh, unless it makes sense to do, do so. Uh, I think that that is the approach the Magic are taking. But I also think the Magic are kind of entering a season... And this might be a little callous to say, but I think the Magic are entering a season where just about any result is going to be a good result. I, You know, I laid it out here for you about the Eastern Conference landscape. You know, the Palm Beach Post had the Magic as the 10th best team in the Eastern Conference. The Magic can be a 32-33 win team and still be within shouting distance of a playoff spot and playing meaningful games into March and April. That's That's the reality of this postseason right now. 
or of this Eastern Conference landscape right now. But I would say that if things click right and the Magic make the playoffs, everyone's happy. Fans are happy they get to go to the playoffs. I think the franchise is happy that they're in the playoffs and that they can they understand a little bit more about what they have and 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 their their core beliefs and their their culture really gets set in and then they can be start figuring out how do we get better? How do we go from 8 seed to 5 seed to contender to 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 getting out of the first round? There's a step-by-step process. Remember, to get to the 2009 finals team, Dwight Howard A missed the playoffs the first 2 3 years of his career got swept in the first round, then they won the division, got to the second round, and got beat in the, in the second round, and then they made the finals. It is a growth process. It's a multi-year growth process to get to that point, even if you're trying to build organically without major free agents. And so the Magic, I think, are, you know, I, I've, I've told people this who are like, no, the Magic need to tank, they need to get their star. Winning is always valuable. And I, I, I will believe this till the day, till the day I'm done. Winning is valuable. There is no such thing as bad wins, even except when you're trying to tank, which the Magic were not last year. But winning is valuable. It 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 instills confidence in your young players, and the Magic are still a young team, and so I think winning is a net good for the team. Now, on top of all that, uh, secondary to all that though, is if things fall apart, if if this doesn't work out, the Magic end up back in the lottery. That's not such a bad result either. And so I think the, the Magic's front office, Jeff Jeff Weltman and company, kind of recognize this, that, that they're in a position where they're not going to have a lot of financial maneuverability for the next year or two. And so any result to this season is ultimately a good result. It tells them something. It either, yeah, they either stink and they add another young asset to, to, to their young core, or it tells them that, hey, we actually do have something. We do have a core worth building around. And we now we have to find the right pieces around this core and believe in this group to accomplish our goals. And I think this Eastern Conference is going to give the Magic the opportunity to do that. Uh, you know, obviously we don't have a schedule out yet. But once that schedule comes out and we can get a sense of, of where the trouble spots are and we get a sense of, you know, where whether the Magic can get off to a hot start, I think a hot start is, is critical for a young team. But the Magic certainly are are kind of in this mode where just about anything can happen. And the Eastern Conference is in a mode where it will allow anything to happen. Those standings are going to be a motivator because they're not going to let the Magic, unless the Magic are much worse than we all anticipate, because I anticipate the Magic are a better team today. I, I, would, I would put them in the low 30s as far as my win total right now. But there's no reason to think they can't bump that up a little bit. You get hot, you get confident, you buy in, things change. And I think what happened last year, because I will, I still believe the Magic had a lot of talent on last year's team, I think the struggles early in the year just killed all buy-in from the group. So if you get off the hot start, you get some buy-in, you get some belief, then things start start to go downhill and you start to, to, to move in the direction you want to move. It's obviously going to be a struggle. There's no doubt about it. It's it's hard to predict all this in July. But I think that opportunity is there to, to be a little bit optimistic and 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 to get um some belief that that this group can come together and work. Obviously it has to come together. But 
opportunity is present and this Eastern Conference is allowing it to be present for this Magic team. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audium, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places. You can download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, some coverage from the uh, Jonathan Simmons and Shelvin Mack media availability. Uh, They'll both be made available to the media, so we'll have some thoughts and comments from them on tomorrow's show, so be sure to check that out. Uh, Of course, you can follow that along live with me at omagicdaily and orlandomagicdaily.com. That's the best place to go for the latest on the Orlando Magic, so be sure to follow those accounts as well as like us on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. You can, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnMagic as well as like us on Facebook at LockedOnMagic. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-R-R underscore O-M-D. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening. We'll see you again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all tomorrow after we talk to the new guys. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.